0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, are you looking to start your business fast? We've been doing some summer reading and we've got some tips for you. Our guest today is Karen Tonks, owner and founder of Time Genies, a personal and corporate concierge service here in Western North Carolina. We'll talk about how to operate and grow a successful service business. Spoiler alert, when you hear Karen's accent, you'll realize she ain't from around here. Finally, we'll wind up with our Small Business in the Month feature where we'll highlight businesses that we've come across that you should be checking out. Greetings. My name is Jeff Newville, your co-host and director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, it's the dog days of summer. How you doing?
1: Doing great. It's been a busy, busy summer. I thought summers are supposed to be uh, relatively slow at the college, but it's not. We've got a lot of great things going on. You're still working hard. Do you, do you ever get a vacation? Uh, probably between three and nine tonight. And where will you be going? Uh, between uh, home, th- uh, home for my home. wife. To, uh, tell me what I need to do around the house.
0: You're just uh, you're just sort of a renaissance man like that.
1: Yes, yes, indeed.
0: So. All right. Well, uh, it all's good. Hot as heck. Hot as heck, and uh, hope hope uh, everyone's staying cool out there. But you know, summer sometimes gives you the opportunity to catch up on some of your reading, and and at least for me. So and and I've been reading. A book that's been on my shelf for, I don't know, for months, but I uh, uh, wanted to talk a little bit about it today before we, we get to our guest. It's called The Practical Guide to a Rapid Startup, Launch Your Business in 20 Proven Steps. It's by Melissa Moreno who I I heard at a conference, actually. I think it was uh, a NACI conference. Oh, really? Yes, which is the Association for Entrepreneurship for Community Colleges. And Ms. Moreno is the founding executive director at the Shinefield Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Santa Barbara City College in California. And she's also the owner of an independent hotel chain in Arizona and Montana, and she's a consultant for small business and startups. Uh, And she wrote this book about conducting sort of a startup weekend-type competition. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar where where teams come together. And
1: very successful around the country.
0: Yeah, develop business ideas and pitch them over the course of a weekend. So it's a very intensive-type competition. And in her book, she pointed out some criteria that if you've got a business idea or helpful for testing for feasibility... And also very useful if you're considering shooting for a rapid start off start up or trying to get your business off the ground quickly. So I sort of wanted to touch on some of those. Sounds and some, great. You know, some were things that would not surprise you or I. In that it, when you're testing for business feasibility, talking about does your product or service
1: solve an existing pain for customers? To solve a problem or a pain. Well, I think that's uh, very important, and I think it happens a lot. In fact. Uh, I'm going to talk about my small business of the month coming up. And it actually, many of the ones that i brought up in the past months, they're solving a problem that they had. No, so there's it. some passion in creating that business. And I think that has a lot to do with it. If you're solving a pain that you're aware of, you're going to be much more successful.
0: Especially you, with, the, with the assumption that it's shared by other people out there. Exactly. So yes. Yes. So I'm not problem. the only one that has the pain. Yes, that's right. That could happen. Another question she asked, if, if it's not solving a pain, does your product make customers feel good, which could be a luxury item which somebody doesn't need to survive, but if there are enough people that want your particular luxury item,
1: you could have a nice business out yeah, there. Yeah, again, you've got pain on one side and then you've got pleasure on the other. Uh, I could see where that, again, you find the, if it has a significant market, then it could be very, very successful.
0: And of course, she says, no, the best bet is if you're able to find, if, if your service or product solves a problem and makes people feel good, you're really on to something. And, you know, what came to my mind was Viagra. Yeah, that was the one that came to my mind. So, but I'm, I'm sure there are others out there.
1: I am not even. I, I, I have lots of things to say, but I won't say a word. No, you're I'm good. glad you picked that one, though. Okay. Well, anyway, have- <laughs> I'll think all uh, the rest of the show, trying to come up with something all that right, beats that, well, but I'll I don't it. know if there is one. I, I work at this for weeks. I know yeah, you do. So,
0: so I know you do. If you want a successful rapid startup, and 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 the key here is, uh, you know, how quick you want to get to market, how quick you want to get your your business up and running. Here are some important things. Does your product appeal to local consumers? Because uh, Ms. Moreno points out that it's much easier to get uh, feedback if you can get access to customers face-to-face. And and the more local consumers you can can reach, the more quickly you can get up and running.
1: That makes all the sense in the world because you can react to what their response is and tweak the product or Mm -hmm. service, whatever it is. And if you're trying to do it, we talk about it all the time, keep it relatively local when you're getting started because of all the things that you can do because you can actually go touch and feel uh the different issues
0: second thing she says consider scalability is your business something that can be expanded can it be franchised ultimately you want to get your business to a point where you can make money while you're sleeping so you have other people working for you so it makes makes your life a little bit easier makes sense can you make a prototype, I guess we're really talking about a product in this situation, can you make a prototype product within weeks? Is it something that you can do yourself or you're going to need a lot of money for it? Because ultimately you want to show it to your customer. So you're going to need a prototype if you're going to be successful.
1: Well, I think that's another key thing that we talk about a lot with our clients and our students is you know they have a great idea, but it may take them months, years, and or lots of money and it may not be practical for them to be able to do it. So we try to bring it down to a more reasonable way that we can approach trying to solve the problem or create pleasure, as you, we talk about.
0: And uh, another, another area she says you should look for, can you start your business for under $10,000? You know, and I'm not sure that's a magical threshold, but I think the question is, uh, for a reasonable amount of money can you get up and running you know, if you're going to do a rapid startup the the opportunity to attract investors or partners is more limited so in all likelihood you're bootstrapping or, or relying on the friend and family plan
1: and I think that whether it's $10,000 it's a reasonable amount that you can get your hands around because again like we we're just talking about if it's something that's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars it's going to be harder to get it off the ground than if it's just a few thousand you know we're looking at a lot of ideas for this competition that's coming up in our community in the next few months. And I, I like the idea that many of them have relatively low dollar amounts to get started because that gives them an opportunity to test it and see if it'll work. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's also just very difficult to attract that initial investment. Yeah. And, and, that, and attracting that investment is also a longer
1: process to, to make the yeah. pitch, get them involved. And yeah, you spend and a lot of check. your money getting the money as opposed to developing right. the idea. And it's a bigger leap of faith for your investor.
0: Her final suggestion for the rapid startup is to avoid heavily regulated areas, things like food and medicinal products, not good candidates for rapid startup. No,
1: that so, makes sense. So Anyway,
0: so some food for thought out there, or avoid the food. But anyway, <laughs> uh, if you're going to do rapid startup, uh, try, to, try to come up with something that appeals to your local consumers. Consider the scalability issues. Figure out whether you can make the prototype or get it made within a few weeks without too much expense. Uh, just find a reasonable launch amount. You know, is it under $10,000 or whatever is a comfortable amount for you? And avoid the heavily regulated areas. Uh, again, the book is called The Practical Guide to the Rapid Startup by Melissa Moreno. Uh, came out in 2013. Check it out if you can.
1: So. Sounds great. All right. Looking forward to it.
0: I'll, I'll, you can you can read it next. I will take it. Okay. We have a guest today. I know. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Our guest today is Karen Tong. She is the founder and owner of Time Genies, a personal corporate corporate concierge and errand service. Time Genies serves the Hickory, Statesville, Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Carolina area, for Western North Carolina. She started her business as a solo operation in September 2012. Correct. And she's now grown to a point where she's got some other people working with her for her. Uh, so, Karen, welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's We're excited that you're here. Me. me too.
0: Now, you know, I, I, I said something about your accent. You're not, you ain't from around here. Where, now, where are you from originally?
2: Uh, originally, I am from Scotland, Fife in Scotland.
0: And, and when did you arrive in Western North Carolina?
2: Um... Two thousand and three. That's been, you know, a few years now. Okay. I feel almost like a local.
1: There
2: you go. They ah, you're gonna I, you they
1: sound just like go. us. <laughs> sound
0: just like us. You guys well tell us a little bit about uh, Time Genies and what, what are the sort of surface services that Time Genies offers.
2: Okay. Um well Time Genie's um, concierge and errand service is pretty much a service that's out there to do what you don't want to do, what you don't have time to do what you need help with. Um, We are here to make life easier for you. You can go on and do things that you would rather be doing, making memories with your family, um, making more business decisions, making more money. I mean, it's just a service to help and aid people. Um, We cover everything from housekeeping to office cleaning, to pet sitting, to party planning, to helping to pack up and move and unpack you at the other side. I mean, I have a great um, website that, you know, details everything that we do. It's, you just ask if we can help and if we can, we can do it.
0: So it sounds like you are solving a problem yes. or an existing pain for your customers and that they might be time constrained.
2: Correct.
1: Or, or Which will create pleasure.
2: Which no. will <laughs> we'll create lots of pleasure We
1: hope We hope that they, they're using, <laughs> using time, using for, using for time. That's true Because yes. yeah, so. okay.
2: that's one commodity We do not get any more of that's We exactly can't right. buy any We can't get it from anywhere So I'm the best resource To try and get more time In yep. your day of doing things that Make pleasure
0: now, you have been in business now for three years, or almost three years, yes. and uh, you know, the, the personal concierge service, you know, to me, strikes me as, as a challenging business because you, you know, you, people are entrusting you. To be in their homes or mm-hmm. take care of their personal property, and how, how did you come up with this idea for for the personal concierge service? What you, know, what, you know, what was the spark that that generated that one? Oh
2: my gosh, that was definitely a life changing moment. Um, <laughs> I <clears throat> i'd already been I was working full time. I was a full time mother, two young children husband who worked full-time too and and life was crazy and I was already in the process of thinking I wanted a career change um, I had it was a great job but it just wasn't challenging enough anymore so I was already going to night classes um, in the medical field, taking terminology and all that kind of thing to, to move to another sort of avenue and in between that time I went, I was invited to go with a friend to the Cayman Islands. And we went for a, a week's vacation. And then, due to some circumstances, I lost my green card and wasn't allowed back home. And was stuck on the island for six and a half weeks.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I guess if you're going to be stuck somewhere.
2: Well, you say that, but trust me, it could have been out of Siberia. I mean, it was you just can't get home. There's one thing to be away by choice. There's another yeah. when somebody says, you can't go home. Okay. So luckily enough, I was staying with family of the person I'd <laughs> went with. And they were wonderful. They treated me mm-hmm. as their own. And because of the circumstances, I couldn't go out and suntan. I couldn't go to the beach. I, I just couldn't do that. So I said, well, to repay your kindness, let me do the garden, let me stain your deck, let me paint all your woodwork in your home, let me run your errands. And and Laura, one day, she turned round and, and, you know, she's a busy professional woman and she said, you know, I would pay someone to do this for me. This is wonderful. I could have more time with my husband and not do this at the weekend. And that little light bulb, you know, Mm -hmm. that spark that we talk about just went ding and... And it just took off from there, and I took a year to research and read what I could, make plans, and and see if it was a viable opportunity for me.
0: Yeah, and it's, and you know, I, I, I guess somewhere in there you resolved your green card issues or whatnot, and you did you did get back home.
2: I did, and. Um, we found the green card, and it was still in Hickory.
1: <laughs> Safe um. and sound in Hickory.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I just had to wait on a new one um, being reissued, and then, you know, these things often take time, six and a half weeks. But if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, you know, I try and take everything positive out of a situation, and, and this is a great um, example of like that. Like
1: you say, you would have never gone down that path if I it wasn't for that challenge to me yep
2: and now I get to wake up every day help people and and it feels great
0: well now you said that you researched your business for about a year mm-hmm. and and you and I actually met down at uh, our our local small business center and and at that point in time I think you were very much into your research I mean you were yes. you were a pretty prepared person when you and I met yes And at what point did you realize that, okay, I've done the research, I feel good about it, it's time to make that leap?
2: Well, I think I'd done everything I believed I could. I'd went to classes um, through CVCC, the Start Your Own Business Startup classes. Um, I had done some other ones, too, that were there. I'd sat and spoke with my husband. I had printed a questionnaire. I'd went door to door. I had done a little survey. I had set out a business plan. I looked at all the demographic about Hickory and its area. Could it support this type of business? I really did do my research just to find out. I mean, I'm not going to jump into the unknown, leaving a full-time job and not know what I'm getting into. So, yeah, I had pretty much done my research. My research, and then I went to you, Jeff, and and said, "Do you think this is a viable proposition for Hickory?" And I can't remember
0: what I said. What did I say?
2: <laughs> I remember it was it was. You said, "If you can't do it, Karen, nobody can."
1: Well, there you go. How and
2: that for, was
1: positive reinforcement.
0: That's a yeah. yes, I guess.
2: You mm-hmm. were the push. You were. Pretty much, I mean, I had my husband's authorization, agreement—not authorization, but agreement—to say, "Okay, let's do it if it seems viable." And so, yeah, it's all down to you, Jeff. Oh,
0: well.
2: So that there could you go. be a good thing or a bad thing. Depends yeah. how this ends. You're still
0: in business, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's almost three years so later. It's a good so thing we're, right we're, we're going to call you a success story for the time yes, being. Yes, please. <laughs> all right. So now. Talk, talk to us a little bit about how your business has changed and things that you've learned. Because you, you probably went into it with a certain expectation of here are the services that I'm going to provide and here's what's going to work. Is that the way it worked out or did things move in different directions or, or how have things evolved?
2: Well, I always remember at the startup six-part class and Maggie had said, don't cast your neck so wide, you know, mm-hmm. try and... Get a niche. Get a What'd pick something to focus on. Focus, focus. I didn't do that. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um it was just one of those you know how you get gut feelings sometimes and I needed to cast my net wide to see what came back. See
1: which one worked. Yes. Which one had most interest.
2: Yeah. And and I thought um the senior community would have been one of the bigger elements to my side of business and it wasn't it it did not pan out that way Um, so what did start to come back was the housekeeping Um, it was not part mainly residential and it was not part of the plan to be so big in that area but because a good job was done word of mouth um, really helped catapult that side of the business and I listened to what people were asking for and thought well if, if this is what people need this is what I can give them you mm-hmm. know well,
1: that's an, a really good point Is you, know, you may have had an idea but it really matters what the market wants. Yes, it what does.
2: The- you have to listen to the market.
1: Exactly.
2: Because you, if I'm in the service industry, I have to give people what they want, what they need. I can help, I can prod, I can suggest, but ultimately, I'm listening to my clients.
0: Well, and I think one of the one of the pitfalls that's out there is that people go through the process of doing the research and put the business plan together and they assume, well, this is what I have to do. And they're not willing to adjust as they go forward and, and, you know, listening to your customers.
2: Local authors, illustrators, and storytellers come together to create Storytime Station at The Mesh. Storytime Station is a video podcast that works as a virtual storybook. Each show features a new children's book and new reader. So gather the whole family to listen, learn, and laugh at Storytime Station on TheMesh.tv.
0: But now you said something that, that that i was interested in that you said word of mouth yes. and and you know I, I people come to me and i say how are you planning to market your business and they say word of mouth and i that does not usually give me a warm and fuzzy in terms <laughs> of saying oh that's going to be a successful way to do it so yet yet one of the reasons that we invited you to be be here today is that you seem to be very successful in word of mouth marketing at networking and getting your word out and the type of service you provide, as we said, is one that really your clients must have a lot of trust in you, mm-hmm. and that they're often letting you in their homes or taking care of their pets or maybe their kids. I don't know, you know, but uh, uh, they're letting you in their lives to, mm-hmm. to some regard. So, so as far as word of mouth marketing, I mean, what what. How do you make that happen? I mean, is it just doing a good job, or is it, do you provide encouragement for people to get the word out? What, what sort of things do you do to promote yourself through, through word-of-mouth marketing?
2: Well, um, the first thing I did was, after speaking to you, we talked about um, how do I get my name out there, and it was the Chamber of Commerce was the first port of call. I mean, they have so many resources to so many different businesses in town, if the chamber of commerce don't know about it, then I don't know who will. Um, so that was my first stop, and I believe that from when you're selling a service, people buy from people. You know, absolutely, they do. And and you know, you know that some people they're so good they can sell somebody something they don't even want or need. Right. I won't do that. I mean, I will suggest, but I'm not forceful. I. Believe in being myself and being honest. You get what you see.
1: Well, you're using your customers, your satisfied customers, as your calling card for the, the new ones.
2: Yes, exactly. And I, I went to the chamber and went to their meetings and just introduced myself to people. And you know, you to do this kind of job, you have to have a certain kind of personality you really do you have to be able to listen to people you have to be able to talk and believe in what you're doing um, you have to have a certain amount of charisma to do that mm-hmm. because you're selling yourself mm-hmm. in essence and people are buying me to a point um, and they be- they're buying what I believe in and what the promises that I'm giving them so it's one person at a time um I don't overcommit. I don't want to grow huge, fast, and then not deliver. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just it's individual service and everybody's important as each other and you know you will get the same quality from me as everybody else.
1: You've been in business a few years. What are the key areas that are you now focusing on certain areas or are you still casting that that broad net?
2: Well, Things have gotten so good. Um, I mean, 2012, it was September. It was the end of the year. It was just laying foundation and getting out there and meeting people. 2013, you know, was the first year I started to really do things, and it was myself, and and then I asked a friend to come in and help as an independent contractor. And then last year, we actually trebled, almost trebled um, business, is that, like,
0: is that that's like tripled around here? Yeah. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: And, um, you know, so I needed more help. And I've, you know, I, and word of mouth and getting the name out there and little um, things like using local businesses, um, local magazines and advertising in there um, to get the word out. So I'm supporting local business too you know, digital media, um, all these things that I can afford on my small budget to help their business, to help mine, to get just get the word out there.
0: It, it feels like your business has evolved some maybe more into corporate-type work or working with companies than maybe you initially anticipated. Is that is that come to pass, or...?
2: Not as much as I'd like. That is an area that I intend to start really focusing on at the, the end of this year and into next year. Um, what ideally I'd like to do is say to spe- to start within Hickory and just say to all those corporations, you know, this is a great service that you can use to attract great employees that retain great employees and and see it as a benefit to the package and say hey, you know, we have this wonderful service that comes in once every other week or something. Instead of you having to get away from work and go and do these personal errands Mm -hmm. let, let time genies do it. You can focus on what's important or again, go and spend time at home where you're not working till seven in the evening. You can leave at five. It's all taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I would like to do a lot more in the corporate side. Mm-hmm. So that's an area I'm looking to grow.
0: So, so as far as as far as your your marketing approach, you've talked about the importance of uh, individual selling and the relationships that you're building with people. You talked a little bit about your you know working with the chamber and and uh, being in some local magazines. I mean, you sound like a very local oriented focus there. Are there other marketing uh, tools or techniques techniques that you've used that have been successful for for your type of service business?
2: It's really it's all about networking. I mean, it's really for me. I find you know when you have someone that is. Predominantly going into your, at this point, into your home, not if you take the, the personal side, people won't just go online and, and trust someone to come into their home. So that is very much hands-on, face-to-face, go out and meet and greet. Um, I do a lot of vendor events. Mm-hmm. Um, I like going to classes at the small business centre and And it's you just don't know who you're talking to i'm I'm on duty twenty four seven and exactly I don't mind right. that though I love it. I love it. My husband's like, "Do you ever turn off?" and I'm like, "No <laughs> no because it's not a problem, you know I mean, as I say, I'm not projecting a person during the day in the work hours and somebody else at night. Right. This is what you get, you know, and it seems to be working so far, so it's all about. Meeting and talking and helping one person at a time and just trusting in what you do and the service you provide and that they will then talk to someone else and say, by the way, yeah, I can help you. I know a great company, a great Mm -hmm. person, you know.
0: You mentioned, uh, you know, as far as opportunities for networking, I think one of the things that strikes me is you said you're doing networking even when you're attending classes. You know, people need to understand that, you're not only just networking when you're going to a networking meeting or a chamber meeting, you're networking all the time. Yes. And, and uh, you know, even even uh, when you're maybe grocery shopping,
1: you might be networking. Correct. Well, when you you're giving you're uh, you. personal service, you're on 100% of the time because people, as you were talking about, coming into the home or doing personal errands, they want yes. to make sure that they can, people would like to do business with people they like and trust mm-hmm. and even That's more right. so in your business. And enjoy And enjoy. There you go.
2: You know, even in my hobbies, I mean tennis, for instance, I love playing tennis. And I have clients now that I made friends with with tennis because they've asked, what do you do? And I give them a card and and I leave it at that. And they can go away and they can ponder and then maybe they'll come back and, you know, and say, hey, can you help? But they've gotten to know me first. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd never push our services on anybody. That's not how we do it. So think about when when someone's looking to start up a business like that, it happens in the most unexpected of places. Like you say, the grocery store, you never know who you're talking to. And it may not even be that person, but it's someone they know. So it's all that knock-on effect. So you know, yeah, not be on guard all the time, but you know. Well,
1: if you're a nice person like you are, you don't have to be it's on no guard. Problem That's for exactly me. right. So, so
0: what would you say are the biggest challenges that you faced in in starting from your your solo operation to a point where now you've got several independent contractors providing assistance to you? Is what's what's what them been the biggest challenges that you faced so far?
2: Oh gosh, it has to be the staffing. Mm-hmm. You know. It's, that is the hugest challenge. Well,
1: it's really critical to you because yeah. you, you know what you're going to do. Yes. But the people you send out that are working for you have to be just like you or very close.
2: Correct. And, you know, I am, when I'm meeting possible candidates, um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good judge of character, I think. And, you know, I know from speaking with someone and hearing about what their experience is and it's not about a paycheck when you want to come and help time genies it's more than that, it's about helping grow something it's about attitude, it's about taking pride, it's about walking out the door feeling good about what you've done that day and saying I've just made somebody really happy today, you know I've helped someone and and if you can't have that attitude about it then you know it's it's probably not the type of work for
1: well i think that's a really good point they feel that they've provided a value as opposed to i just got it done
2: yes Uh, and that's very important in this business
0: Do do you have any advice for someone out there who might be thinking about starting their own service business
2: well do your research for a start i mean it's really important use all the resources that are out there you know we like i said before we have a wonderful small business center and chamber of commerce they're they're key they're critical to to this kind of service um believe in what you're doing you know don't stop don't give in it won't. It's not one of those get-rich-quick businesses. That's for sure. <laughs> it's got to be something that you want to do, that you believe in, and that it's your it's your little project that you want to grow and build. Um, and and be honest. I mean, other than that, I mean, that's the principles that I go by.
1: Mm-hmm. These are good ones.
0: Well, it seems to be working for you so far, and we we. Uh, trust that you uh, will have continued success, and we will do everything we can to make sure that that happens. We yes. we very much appreciate you uh, joining us today. And yes. if people want to find out more about Time Genies, where should they look?
2: Well, if you go on to www.time-genies.com, that's my website, and it is very comprehensive and can give everybody an idea of all the services that we provide. And you know, they can get in touch with me, and I'll be happy to meet. and discuss
0: further. Sounds good. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks a lot.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been great.
0: So we're going to talk uh, as we end our uh, podcast. We always like to highlight some small businesses that we've come across. Uh, Gary, what's
1: small about this month? I'm excited to tell you about my small business idea of the month because it's something that all dog owners can identify with. I know it's something that my neat freak wife I mean that with all affection. Don't yeah, worry, she's really, not listening <laughs> right now. We appreciate it. it. past the first ten minutes. We might need right. to cut that part, but it is honest because yeah. uh, it really ties into the importance of this product. She takes such care of her home, but she has real conflict with our Labrador mixed dog, who really doesn't care quite as much how the house looks as she does. Uh, well, Joanne Ryan of Los Angeles may have solved our problem by handling issues of the wet dog coming into the house and messing up our home. She's created a line of dog-drying dog mats and special towels called Soggy Doggy, which is a great name for a product, by the way. She's done what we talked about earlier. Many entrepreneurs do. She was solving a problem that she had. She's also taking advantage of the rapid-growing market of pet supplies and accessories. It can be over $42 million spent in that market, and it's handled by smaller companies, not real big companies. Soggy Doggy started when Joanna got problems with Buddy, her dog, and decided to sew a bunch of cloth to a, a foam pad, which makes a lot of sense. And, of course, Buddy came in the first time and jumped over it. So she was devastated. Ah, I hope she recovered from this. She did recover. Good. And she found a parachute cloth nylon that Buddy liked. And history was made. She started selling them out of her trunk, and today she's sold over hundreds of thousands of them. Soggy Nation doggy. Of, of Soggy Doggy. And mm-hmm. created two new great products. Slop mats that sop up the slobber and, and water under the dog's uh, bowl, which I know every day. And then slobber swabbers. That's hard for me to say. And that's wiping the drool from dogs and furniture and windows and all those <laughs> great things. So it all started from a wet dog. And I have to tell my wife that things can start positively from a wet dog solving problems solving problems well, there okay. you go so all that's right. my business and today. so
0: if i go to google and type in soggy doggy i'll be able to find these these products
1: i think so okay all right it's a growing industry <laughs> soggy doggies don't ever go away
0: <laughs> let's
1: let's hope not
0: you know until they go to the big to the farm in the sky that's or wherever right. they they go the big wet yes. place in the sky no time soon we <laughs> all right my Small Business of the Month actually came from one of our listeners this month. So, Good deal. So, we have to so get she ready. gets a gift pack. Uh, well, he, uh, oh, he will get uh, an Entrepreneur Exchange prize pack. So, Fantastic. You know,
1: and you know, I'm, not gonna
0: gi- I'm not going to give away your stapler in this pack like I did oh, last gracious. time. Oh, so gracious. Okay. I'm that. How
1: about some paper clips?
0: All right, Well, we'll see. But uh, listener of the podcast, Chris Huffman, nominated Three Bird Nest to be our Small Business of the Month and I was not familiar with them but I went online and checked them out and Three Bird Nest is a small business that sells a line of women's bohemian accessories graphic shirts and unique gifts online primarily through Etsy and through their own e-commerce site primary products include handmade headbands boot socks, leg warmers, leather jewelry, scarves all are sort of bohemian in nature uh, with a touch of vintage inspiration not my word (laughs) off the <laughs> website. I like that. Uh, the business was started by Alicia Schaefer from Livermore, California, in 2011. So we're pushing the California entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs to California,
1: we have a big audience out there.
0: Well, we actually, we get some downloads in California. Do. The business has grown to a point where it's selling over $70,000 a month on Etsy, which is pretty impressive. And Schaefer is a serial entrepreneur who had several other successful startups before three bird Nest. Now when I went out and checked it out, there was actually a little bit of controversy about this particular company because if you Etsy has traditionally been a site where people sell handmade crafty type things, mm-hmm. and if you think about somebody selling seventy thousand dollars worth of stuff a month, that's a lot of hands so <laughs> so uh uh she actually has sourcing some of her products from overseas and and that's upset some of the people that also sell some things on Etsy, but she's working within the Etsy guidelines but it's just sort of an interesting case of someone that started something and and grew it to a point where it's a very significant business mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and and we don't begrudge a person no. that you know so it's just sort of an interesting thing to check out. So uh, the name of the company, again, is Three Birds Nest. You can find them, if you, if you Google Three Birds Nest and write out the word three, T-H-R-E-E, bird nest, actually Three Bird Nest, uh, you can find them on Etsy, you can find them on Facebook, and they actually have their own e-commerce site as well. So uh, interesting, cool products, yep. an interesting story, and someone that's done very well in a matter of a few years. And so. I like the name of
1: the company, so. and her business.
0: Well, thank you to Chris Huffman for the suggestion, and uh, we'll put together our prize pack for you. If you have any suggestions for our Small Business of the Month, please send them to exchange at the uh, excuse me e exchange at themesh.tv, and you might get one of our prize packs too.
1: So fantastic.
0: We want to thank Karen Toms for being with us today on our podcast. We want to thank the Mesh. If uh, you want to download us, you can go to themesh.tv, the or you can subscribe at the iTunes Store. So. Uh, glad that you're with us this month. We'll look forward
1: to talking with you again next month. Now we're gonna have some exciting things to talk about next month. We're not sure what they are, but we have no doubt that they'll be. Excited. noticed that I was very careful in how I said it, but uh-huh. it will be exciting. All right, we'll see you again next month. Take care.
2: Bye. Bye.